probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud. And joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And with a co-host this incredible, we must have some sort of... Forced Blyad. Oh, yes. Yes, mate. It's on topic, people. <laughs> it is on topic. I was wondering, I was really secretly hoping you would tie in an episode 9 pun to this week's Blyapun. How on earth are you, Jabba the Hud, you spicy, naughty little legend? I am, again, I am little. Um, very good, mate. I, I, the, the, what we're talking about tonight, I've saw on Thursday morning and I've been processing ever since. And I got a cheeky rewatch this afternoon um, nice, a little, me at too. the 11th hour. And I've been, yeah, the whole weekend has been, you know, doing family things. But the whole time I've been thinking about the rise of Skywalker. So that aside, what about you, my man? Dude, it's trust season. It's trust season, the Rise of Skywalker season. You know, we we love the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian's been phenomenal as far as I can see. Um, But, you know, now, right now, we're talking the Rise of Skywalkers because why not? It's just come out and, you know, we we got a lot of things to say about it. Isn't that right, Matty boy? We do indeed. So, yeah, it's been 42 years. So we've had, what, 42 years of music, iconography, (laughs) characters, um... (laughs) What uh, stories, wow. events, everything, yeah. the ships, weapons, it's all kind of come down to this. The the final movie is it's been billed as the Skywalker Saga, episode nine. Just as a heads up, if the description of the episode wasn't apparent, uh, <laughs> this is spoiler discussion, full spoiler. So if you haven't seen the movie, you're going to want to know what a Blyad is now. But if you haven't seen the film, <laughs> go watch it, check it out, and then come back and listen to us and see if you agree with us or see if we've just burnt down your favourite movie because the fun part of this is guys Luke doesn't know what I feel about it and I have and I yeah. don't know what Luke feels about it so we are as cold as you are going into this. We are blind. Like I have no idea. I have no idea. And just before we enter spoiler territory, right? Yes. I'm gonna say this, mate, is that we have had like you said, we've had forty two years of Star Wars. Forty two years of knowing our favourite films, yeah, of mm-hmm. of being used to the original trilogy, being used to, and, and well, not even necessarily used to with the prequel trilogy, getting to know the prequel yeah. trilogy as they've come <laughs> out and growing fond of them in our own little ways, you know. So, hey, you know, we, we, we're always going to be comparing these new ones to those old ones, and in, in a lot of ways they're super different, but I cannot wait to jump in headfirst to this. Should we, should we get into spoiler territory, mate? Let's do it, mate. And we are we are going to be honest about it. Um, Luke and I together. That's why I'm here. So we're going to be... Uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll say how it is. So before we get on to it, my man, we've we've done, what, tw- uh, how many episodes of this show? When you walked into Cineworld in Basildon on that fateful Friday evening a couple of days ago, and you sit down with, with your posse, what are you thinking? Lights go down, the film's about to start. What are you thinking, man? Dude, I was like... We we went to um, the McDonald's at Festival Leisure nice, near the Cineworld in Baz Vegas. 
and um, I had a cheeky three chicken select meal with chips and no drink. <laughs> because you got you got strategize these things, man. Yeah. Friday, Friday afternoon, I was barely drinking, and people that know me, they know Luke Blywalker. Yeah, he likes a naughty little drink. Water <laughs> fiend. Yeah. In fact, right now, mate, I've got a water and I've got myself a cheeky filthy lager, and yeah. I. <laughs> I've got a whole. I've got a lager the old uh, father-in-law left down in my in my fridge. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sip on that in a little bit. Did you leave it there or did you hide it behind the vegetables? So a bit of see? both, I think, mate. A bit <laughs> of both. It was fate. It was the force. That's it. Um, but yeah, I, dude, I was nervous. Like, I was excited and nervous. Anxious and optimistic, you know. And um, it's just, it, there's nothing like it. Especially with the group I went with. You know, there are people in my group that I went with. I've been, I've been doing this now for five years with these same guys, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've been able to do it with my two best men who were at my wedding, you know, a few, like a year and a half ago. They were in the cinema with me. My wife's there, you know. And and just to think, like, when this trilogy started, um, you know, my life was so different. And now Mm -hmm. it's completely changed. And so, for me, this sequel trilogy naturally will hold a lot of memories in in my heart. Because Mm -hmm. it it almost, um, it's, it's been a big part of my life. For, for for the last few years i think that's really cool so that's that's what i was thinking how about you but dude not a million miles uh away from me mate of course i, I was excited because when the lights go down and it comes up with the title card the rise of skywalker 12a bbfc and all that oh. and, you, and you know what's coming next you've got the lucasfilm logo a long oh. time ago and you're waiting for that first note it was it was just kind of like right the, the literally, literally this is where the fun begins Hopefully, oh, but I also had a bit of that fanboy thing. Right, as soon as the lights went down, I did think, "What if it's not very good?" But that's mm. just the fun of it. Um, mm. But yeah, I was excited. And also, again, I thought about all the times we've all, we've spoken about the show and we've listened to all the listeners and everyone engaging about it, and it's sort of all boiled down to that moment when obviously the lights go down and you're waiting. Now all the talks over. Now let's see what JJ and the rest of them have given us in the for the final word in the story of Skywalker. So, mate. Enough of me rabbling. The million dollar question now. You've seen it twice, same as I have. Let's yeah. just let's not beat around the bush. Did you like the film? Yes. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's it's good, but it's flawed. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but in places it's great. Mm-hmm. In places, I think it's near perfect. And in other places, I'm just there like scratching my head, like, what? What? And um my initial reaction, it made me really like just sit there and be a little bit confused or underwhelmed in my seat. And then in other places, I thought it was so emotional and I, I cared so much. I was so invested in it that I, I was crying, man. I had tears mm-hmm. going down my down my face. But my takeaway from, from episode nine for me Especially after seeing it the second time, man. But I felt exactly this way at, at the at the uh, first showing. Mm-hmm. Was that for me? It felt like it felt like kids on an adventure. Like episode nine was these kids playing in the woods with sticks, mm-hmm. you know. And it gave me that very, very, very special feeling. And that's probably f- for a mix of different reasons. But yeah, so for me, that was a huge positive. What about you, mate? I'm going to throw it right back at you. What what are your initial thoughts? Gonna catch it in a, in the sort of the nutshell. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Is how I would say it. Yeah. Pretty kind of what you said when it some when it was great. It was like a fun like, rollicking adventure which you come to love. 
but there are some parts which I thought were silly. And my biggest fear going into the film was how would they use palps? Mm. That's all I'll say at the minute. But um, mm. and then obviously watching it the second time, watching it a second time made it better as well. Um, I just want to obviously say that now that I didn't dislike the film. Actually, I had a great time with it. But the first thing I did when I came out was I had a blast with that film. But there's so much wrong with it. It's it's unreal with what JJ and Timothy Chris Terry have written. But I still have a, had a blast with the adventure and the fun of it. It's clear that there isn't a, there was never a trajectory for this trilogy. There was never a story. <laughs> Let's just get that elephant out of the room now. This was written on the fly. Certainly yeah. this third one, and that showed. And I think that took away some of my some of my enjoyment of it. It was a decent ending to the saga to the to the sequel trilogy, but it certainly wasn't an ending to the saga. I don't think there was mm. a lot. It didn't tie in that much. Do you know what I mean? It kind of tied into the sequel trilogy, but it also left a lot of stuff unanswered and also contradicted quite a lot of stuff. But mm. I liked it. The second viewing actually did enhance it more for me, but the, the my issues remained, which is which is always going to happen with some films, but some of the things I think could have been eradicated uh, if they'd had longer. I think part of the problem was when they had two years in this film, which sounds like a lot, but they had it's two not. years to... It's not, no. Yeah, two years not. to write this to cast it, to produce it, to film it, to reshoot it, to uh, post-production, to market it and everything, and then release it. That's not a lot at all. So I think that's, that plays into it a bit. But I think on this, what we're going to do is basically we're going to just discuss the film. Kind of like the pros and cons, what we liked, what we didn't like. It's not going to be a it's not going to be a bashing fest for the things we didn't like, but it's not going to be a loving for the things we did like. It's just going to be a proper discussion. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it again, because again, I don't know what Luke likes, and he doesn't know what I don't like, for example. So we could be completely on opposites here. So, mate, what what did you take away? From, what did you like about the film? Because you said some of the things were like perfect. So, what do well, you have for there? Well, for me, before we go into likes and dislikes, like for me as well, I want to say that this is very much like a digesting process. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think um, we've had. Fa- I know you and I. You know, we're both busy family men right so we got like a lot of things on at the moment this mm-hmm. time of year especially when everyone's off you know so we're, we're all we're all busy so you know in an ideal world if we were like loners um <laughs> i'd be seeing it like four times a day <laughs> um but you know you know fortunately or sadly i'm joking i haven't been able to to see it four <laughs> times a day so Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in to to my to my pros. Okay, yeah, it, and and it, and and the first one I'm gonna reiterate is is that it really felt like an adventure, the three kids on an adventure sort of mm-hmm. feel, and it, it I, I really felt that, and I really bought in to the whole the trio, Finn, Ray, and Poe. I really bought into that relationship, that dynamic they had, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, yeah, it felt like kids. You know, it felt like kids that were playing out in the street. You know, and uh, they're all a little bit different because they're from like the same cul-de-sac and they all got different personalities where, you know, maybe in a different world, they wouldn't be best friends. But their circumstances have led them to be together and to stick together and, to you know, kind of have to go through these challenges together. And Mm -hmm. that really came out on screen. So I really love that. Yeah, I really enjoyed the dynamic between the three of them because we know that they were split apart in The Last Jedi, but they needed to be. They needed to be tested so they could come into um, episode nine stronger, which was the the, uh, the plan. And I think they did. I really like seeing uh, Poe and Ray together, especially in the beginning when they're kind of having their tiff almost. 
And John Boyega just brings it again as Finn. Finn and Poe together, their back and forward was excellent. And they're three very likeable characters. And I'm, I'm really glad that we got to see them in this film at the end together. Certainly to begin with. And also at the end as well. I, I like that. And um, a, a film can live and die by its chemistry. Thankfully, like you mentioned, these are three actors that have kind of been thrown together in this final film as well. Not just in, in universe, but in on screen. They've been thrown together in this film when you kind of hope well I hope they all get on and work well together but they did so I've got no no issues to be honest I've got no issues with any of the performances I think Adam Driver was fantastic I think Daisy Ridley was spectacular in this film I genuinely think Daisy Ridley was marvellous in this film Adam Driver for what he had to do was you know he's just a head and shoulders above most other actors on screen today I think I think Anthony Daniels was great I think Lando uh, sorry Billy D coming back was uh, he was as charming as ever. Yes, I was I really surprised by how good he was, man. Like I know that sounds out of order, but we're just... worried about him sitting down all the time. But he yeah, didn't... he he did a great job, yeah. man. He was brilliant, and he felt like old Lando. Well, that's like, some... uh, sorry, OT Lando. That's actually one of my pros. That's one of my favorites yeah. about the film. That's one of my pros, definitely Lan- Lando. So tick, <laughs> 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 done that, done that, baby. I thought I want to buckle up, baby. I thought no, I thought all of the. All of the performances were great. So, for again, for the film where we have our ups and downs, nothing wrong with the performances at all. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should we, should we like, switch around? Should we, like, do a pro and then do a con and then a pro? A Star Wars sandwich? Yeah, should we, should we start sandwiching it? Yeah, let's do it, should mate. We? Yeah. And before we do... What did you hate? Right. <laughs> what did I hate? Hang on. Hang on, boys. Oh, hang on. Oh, right. for the cons, like the beer cons. He's open. got, he's got the filth out. He's got the Holston pills. Oh, nice. Mm. Old school. Mm. Got a mate, vibe to that. Filth, mate. Premium lager. Um, <laughs> let's get involved. Yeah. Okay, this is so. This just kind of like I've I've done this as like a mishmash um, list. Mm-hmm. Something that really bothered me was that Finn and Ray kind of was alluded to throughout this trilogy and kind of we went nowhere. Yeah. You, know, I mean, I, you, you know, were, you were you, convinced, weren't you, that they were that 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 was the end game for those two? Dude, I was convinced up until the last few seconds of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, it, it was like Rise of Skywalker kind of like made that clear, like in my head. And then it was like they they decided to go. Now nah, we're not going to show you what happens with Finn and Ray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, so what was what was with the? I don't know. Was it a romantic relationship? Have I completely misinterpreted something? Like, to me, it always felt like, you know, Finn introduced to Ray. You got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend. You know, like, it was <laughs> so dog. obvious. And and Ray, when when she was on Acto, you know, and she she asks um, Chewie and, like, R2 to, like, ask about people. Yeah, yeah. First thing she says, or last thing she says is, like, oh, and ask about, ask about Finn. You yeah. know, like, so what... What happened there? Why? Why? What? Where? Where are the mixed race babies, Matt? Where are the mixed race babies? Where, where are, they are the at? wind babies? Where uh, they are. I'm going to take some lager and switch. I that swear, in my mouth. when when this film ended, this is why I've been so looking forward to hearing what you think about it because you mentioned it on one of the last shows and on one of the Patreon shows you did as well. Also, you were exuding about how this was where the the story was going to go, and it has been because yeah. I mean, obviously, lots of people are saying. It's been set up for Kylo and Ray, and again, yes, that's that's been there as well. There's been that tension; it's undeniable. But it's also been 
the a similar vibe with Rin. Ray and Finn. Yeah, Rin, with Rin. Right? So you can't ign- you can't ignore it whatsoever. So it uh, as with a lot of things in this film, the writing uh, was not great, and that was one of them. It, it, do you know what I mean? Like I say, and there were other instances in this film where Finn was, you know, showing his feelings for Ray as a feeling, if you will. I know we'll get yeah. onto that in a bit, but. <laughs> Uh, so they have they have that connection as well, like like that cosmic connection, but it kind of didn't seem to go anywhere. Yeah, and yeah, okay. So I think I think we're on the same page on that one. I like it was just it felt a bit lame that it wasn't addressed. But again, I guess I I rewatched it today. I'm glad we've rewatched it today. By the way, what right, time yeah. what time did you go? I went I went just after midday. I think about half past twelve or something. Like that. I went to Chelmsford. Oh no! What my mouth was about to drop. I was like, I think we're in the same screening. <laughs> I would have seen your hair if was, you were in that screening. I was in. I was with the old father-in-law and the old missus. Um, and I just want to say this right now. Again, my missus don't think it's a perfect film, but she loves this. She loves really? this film. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was really interesting. Well, I went and, with the boss here. Uh, she loved the Force Awakens. Really enjoyed the Last Jedi, but wasn't a fan of this film. She cried her eyes out at the end, but oh, didn't like this film, dude. Um, let's let's go. I'm going to go off on one now. Do you go mind? On. No, Bly's Corner. Because this this doesn't have any format. We're normally super duper organised, aren't we? But like, or you are, and <laughs> like, <laughs> and um, like, we're just going off on one now. Well, I am. Um, okay, true, so this film, okay, despite its faults, I'm going to say this, man. This film made me laugh. It made me like sad when you're meant to be sad it made me care it made me be really annoyed against like people i'm meant to be annoyed against mm-hmm. and it made me cry like i'm gonna straight up say it like i i i, I had tears going down my so face. many people got emotional about this film. And, and i'm not i'm not somebody who does that i'm not somebody who goes to the cinema and has a cry I'm, i rarely sit there crying at films and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah there, there, there was there was I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it later but this film did you know there was that clip of Richard E. Grant saying like I cheered, yeah, I yeah, cried, I blah blah blah. Yeah, who was phenomenal in this film? I just I forgot say. to mention him here. Yeah. Richard E. Grant Freud. was an absolute boss. He was Perfect a boss casting. man in this film, absolute king. But yeah, the, this film gave me all the feels, despite its flaws, mm-hmm. despite its flaws. And none of the other Disney era Star Wars films have made me feel like how I felt in that first screening. Even though on my second screening, man, I knew what was coming and I still got like a little bit of mosh, you know? It's amazing, isn't it? Because it's amazing for that reason. I, I'm, again, very, very, very similar to yourself on that, which is why it's so confusing because it gave you everything you wanted, or me at least, and you by you by the sounds of it. But for me, there was still something missing and I think it's... Like we say, it's the way that it was written. Things were added in which didn't need to be. There was contradictions, and when it was great, it was so much fun. It's... It was just what you wanted from a final, um, final movie in a saga or a trilogy, let alone a saga. But there was just so many things which I came out of and was banging my head against the wall about. And on second viewing, the bits that were great got greater. But the issues were still there. But still, mm. exactly, I I had a great time though. I loved the adventure. It, the pacing bothered me an awful lot mm. but at the same time though that's one of my cons by the way and it's the same one of mine but at the same time on the second viewing today i one as bothered no because I mean, Poe says we've got 16 hours which yeah was a mistake saying that because there's no way any of this would have happened in 16 hours just literally like distance wise which has been 
established in the books and canons. They couldn't get from place to place in 16 hours. But um, it, it kind of felt like, right, these guys have got 16 hours. Yeah. Go. Let's do boss, it. boss, yeah. boss, it, boss. It felt like J.J. Abrams and all the gang took speed. Like yeah. when, when they were making this, or force <laughs> speed, I don't know. Faces. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Big, big green tentacle with yeah, a like, green. Yeah, something like, like that. Someone yeah. would be like, oh, hey, JJ, I got this concept art for a monster in a green space. Yeah, put it in. Put it in. Big, like, yeah, big snake. We'll, get it in there. We'll, we'll figure it out. Do, do, do all the graphics for it. We'll figure it out and put it in and later. They're like, should we have a moment where we just slow down a bit? No, let's go no. Full, full throttle. No, there's only 16 hours, Chris. Do you not understand? There's 16 hours. We had a two hour, 40 minute cut, but we took it down to two hours, 20 minutes for some reason, and now we're struggling. They, the film needed 10 to 15 minutes longer. Plus, don't forget, um, yeah, when J.J. Abrams talks, it's, um, yeah, it's really fast. So maybe it's just a reflection of his um personality. Look, dude, pacing. You know what else, man? Like, pacing. Today, when I watched it, you know what the pacing really reminded me of? Go on. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Think about it. Go on. It's real similar. Thinking. Like, again, maybe I'm, I was just used to it because I was a lot younger when I watch Revenge of the Sith, and I love that film, that's like my favourite prequel, but it's like, it felt really similar, the pacing today. And actually, it didn't seem as quick today. Maybe it was because... No, it didn't. That, that anxiety, that ner- like nerves, you know. It's, it's mental, mate. It's a mental quick film, but it's, it ain't that different to Revenge of the Sith, I don't think. Like, if, if we go back and have a little, have a little classic Luke Bly Walker meditation on it, you know, yeah. it's pretty similar. So... Yeah, I, I found the pacing a lot more enjoyable, second viewing, I'll be honest. I found this film a lot better, actually, on my second finish. Because after my first viewing, I remember sitting in the cinema and looking at, staring at the screen directed by J.J. Abrams, you know, when that first comes mm-hmm. up. Yeah, like, oh yeah, and, and dude, I, I, it, I, yeah. I actually didn't know what to think. I was, like, confused and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. saying to people, I was like, I need to see it again. Like, that was my first. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when I watched Force Awakens, I was like, that was incredible. I adored that. I but I got a similar feeling with The Last Jedi. I don't think... Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say, like, a lot of the themes and a lot of the ideas in The Last Jedi have developed, like, in my brain over time. And I think that's the same with a lot of people. Like, The Last Jedi, for me, keeps getting better and better. And I didn't know how to feel after The Last Jedi. Now that's... You know, that is climbing my ranks of Star Wars films. With this yeah. one, you know, let's see. But I, I certainly enjoyed it the second time round a lot. Like not a lot more, but more because I liked it pretty much mm-hmm. anyway. I thought it was sick. Like truth be told, but then it is. It's just real stupid in places. But I'm down for it, mate. Yeah. I'm down for the Star Wars buffet. But sign me up, up for the buffet, up for the mate. Ridiculous and all you can eat global buff. I <laughs> no, I, this was different. I I I I got out, got in the car and I wasn't sure what to make of it like you because the, I I was too hung up on the things which bothered me more more so than the things I enjoyed because again the the, the space adventure enjoyed it mentioned that hundred times already but I expect that in a Star Wars film it was the mm. other things which I went to see. The uh, the characters they brought back, shall we say, the overarching villain and all that. I'm I'm skirting around it because we'll, we'll talk about that meat a bit shortly. But the the things that bothered me more was yeah the the cons of the film. I was like, man, we days ago we were effusing how much we just couldn't wait for this film. Right. We were waiting for it to blow our socks off, and that and I don't think we should be um, held up for being 
excited about a film. Hell no, uh, man. Uh, you know what I mean? What? Like, like, Hell no. Exactly. I'd, I'd have we... people to be like, well, maybe you got too excited. No, Get out. come on, We got mate. too excited. Come on. Uh, but it just didn't work. For, it didn't hit me as much as I wanted it to. And I was disappointed the first time. With, but that was mainly because of the thing that didn't work rather than the film as a whole. Yeah. But, but about the pacing, watching it again today, the first 15 minutes of this film are bonkers good. You've got, um, we've got like uh, bullet points. You've got Kylo just slaughtering everyone on Mustafar. And that is Mustafar in slow motion. I loved that opening scene. Obviously, then he goes to Exegol to, to re- find Palpatine and everything Palp says. You get Poe, Finn and Chewie, li- um, their light speed skipping. They find that there's a spy. There's Ray training on um, Agent Cloth, it's called. Then, then the guys return and there's all that tension between them, like the Falcons on fire and Ray and Poe going at each other. Love that. That first 15 Love minutes it. was wicked. What Everything they got in there was brilliant, I think. I really enjoyed that. And yes, it does go... Boom, boom. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And then from then on, we get Poe saying... You know, Palpatine has returned. You had to, you had to listen. What played a Fortnite thing to see that, but that seemed to be crazy. Go, and then it goes off the goes off from there. But I think the first fifteen minutes of this film were bonkers. Yeah, I'm, good. Yeah, like and so was that a pro? We've gone back to the pros. Yeah, we're just yeah, like, man. Because we talk about pacing, but at the same time, the the pacing was busy to start with, but it worked. And the pacing of this flipping show is going to be crazy, guys. You you don't yeah, even man. know. You don't even know. <laughs> It's almost like we're in a pub talking about Mate, this again. this is filth. This is like a main pubcasts, which is crazy. Crazy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars sessions. You know. <laughs> yeah, the pacing was definitely crackhead level. You know, mm-hmm. I can't even lie. But you're yeah. talking about that. Yeah, I loved every, pretty much everything on that planet. And mm-hmm. while we're on that planet that you've just... What's the name of it again? Agincloss. Agincloss. Was it even yes. named in the film, it, though? I don't think it was, but it's the new DLC. or well, not DLC. It's the new add-on on Battlefront 2. Um, it got revealed beforehand what it was called. Hmm. Right. Okay. That's because I'm I'm thinking as well. Like, how many other planets were actually named in this film? And I well, Mustafar was. was only if you, if you followed canon, you'd know it's Mustafar. But but and again, the the opening shot of the planet clearly was Mustafar. You, they mentioned Exegol. They mentioned. Um, That's true. I can't remember. Actually, the... my mind's gone blank. Mate, the the old chicken tikka pasana, mate. Yeah. Yes. That whole Those scene, cases. the whole scene with the festival of the what? Aki aki. Yeah, dude, that was so good. The colours were so amazing. So good. So good. Mate, like, I think that was one of my favourite. You know, you always get these like weird moments in Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. right? It's it's gonna be like the cantina moment. There are a lot of weird aliens in this one, and I am down yes. for it. I, I am here for it. it. That again, I love that. And and leading up to the um, worm thing, you know, love it. The serpent thing, love yeah. it. Great, great. I do not have any issues. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't think I have. I think I think there's just one massive. I think we we keep avoiding the subject, man. <laughs> like we're we're, <laughs> we're just like we're playing fools, mate. Like we both know what we're what we're talking about. Like for me, there's just this one thing that seems to be like the overarching problem. Yeah. But before <laughs> yeah. before I'm gonna go that, I'm gonna say like this we'll get film. To that next. Ev- every, let's do it. Let's just get it over and done with, mate. Like everything in this film. Like, I keep looking at all the pros, mm-hmm. mate. And in my book, there's way more pros and cons. Way more. 
Uh, well, I say way more, but there's there's definitely mm-hmm. more, right? Kids, children are gonna love this film. They're gonna oh, love God, it, yeah, dude. They they're gonna absolutely go crazy for this film. And you watch in the coming years or whenever this. I really think this will be held up high. You know how like 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 our generation specifically like when i was born in mid 90s yeah so like the the revenge of the sith film mate that is that is held up to like gold standard for people our age despite mm-hmm. its faults because it's got a hell of a lot yet despite that that was the that was the film i recreated so much when i was a kid and played all the games on and you know that that bit of the mythology for the star wars mythology lives on in my heart like like so so much i adore it and i could really vibe with this kind of being the exact same thing with a lot of kids there's a lot in here that's palatable for children and i actually think the pacing helps with that that's the irony that's the irony ironic 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 and yeah, I, I, yeah, I think kids are gonna absolutely go mental for this. And in today, in my screening today, I don't know about you. Um, obviously, it's a, it was a Monday today, and like everyone's off, you're off, I'm off. So maybe that had something to do with it. There were so many kids in my screening today, like so many kids, and they were all wearing their own little Star Wars T-shirts. And nice. S- and some of them all had these like Star Wars toys with them, and they were like, there was this one that had their porg on with them. One had like a little stormtrooper action figure, nice. you know, and I was like, "Dude, this What's is great! Bands, this is amazing to see, amazing to see." So yeah, and that, like you said, mate, it's what it's all about. So yeah, it's what it's all about. Yeah, the scope of this film was awesome. The spectacle, it's the visual effects, and it, it was a big film. It looked great. I love that they went across the galaxy and into the unknown regions, and the, and the light speed hopping gave us a love. sense of scale as well yeah i like that i think they got that well a lot of my pros are you know pretty standard things yeah like that it looked great it it's sounded star great wars. It acted star great Wars-y. yeah and there were obviously other little minutiae in there as well but you know i i, I really enjoyed the scope and the scout and the persona akiaki festival because oh, again these so things good. could look silly but it's fun it looks great and we get ray obviously looking at the kids and interacting with one of them and obviously she asks who her family is and obviously she gets asked that an awful lot during this film, which is a I noticed that today. A lot of everybody seems to keep saying to her, "Oh, I know that's your first name. What's mm, your second mm, name?" Massive Lanley, wink. Man. Yeah. But um, you think more more times you say it, but and obviously she keeps being told, "Don't be afraid of who you are. Mm. Don't throw that away." Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, uh, the scope of spectacle was great. Do it. What's the big elephant in the Do room, it. my man? Because I think we're on the same. If we're not talking about Babu Freak, I don't know what we're on about here. I was going to say Babu Freak, mate. Not enough. All Babu. about Babu. Babu was sick. No, it's hey. Papa Palps, mate. In it, it's, we yeah, got right. we got a chit chat about Papa Palps, yeah. Because yeah. I still don't a hundred percent get how Palpatine is back. Uh, there, I've Neither said it. Neither does JJ okay. and Chris Terrio. There's I've the answer it. to that. The the answer wasn't Darth Plagueis, yeah. Which can I just say the whole Plagueis brings back Palpatine and Palpatine can bring back Plagueis thing, dude. That that is like better, I think, than what we got. We didn't really um, get anything but, apart from one line of dialogue. But listen, today I couldn't help but think 
I, li- I literally felt this in the cinema, and I don't want you, and I don't want anyone to be angry at this, but I Here think actually a lot of people might sympathise with this. Mm-hmm. And that is the line he, he opens up with, which I totally forgot about, by the way. I totally forgot he said this line again, mm-hmm. um, but he repeats a line from episode three, right? He yeah, says, yeah, that, that's the line, yeah. There we go. And yeah, it's like, so that, oh, okay. that's it. Okay, yeah. Sweet. Um, first time, I felt that a bit jarring. I can't even lie. I was mm-hmm. like, what? And before that, we see a little Snoke factory. Yeah. <laughs> Pick, little, pickled Snokes. Yeah. Snokes. Just like, <laughs> just, just chilling Smoke out. In a jar. Chilling out in the jar in the old jam jar. Um, yeah. Well, and they're, having a bath. they're loving it, mate. They're love. They're in there. They're loving it. You know, and Palpatine's been this, but I do get it. I think I get what Chris Terrio and JJ Abrams were saying is that there is a theme to this, this saga where evil is never going to practically go. You know, they're going to have these moments of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as there are, um, there's there's good in the galaxy to combat that, then then we're okay. And that's very much reflective of the real world, I guess. You know, after World War One, there was peace, and then came World War Two. Mm-hmm. Then after World War Two, there was peace, and came the Cold War and Vietnam and the Korean War, and you know, relative peace, I guess. Um, and then like there's the Gulf War, and it, it it just goes on and on and on and on and on, right? And you can, I I've always been one of those people where I get. I, I get that, and I get the thought that, you know, there could be a First Order that rises from the Empire. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 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 I'm going off on one. Go on, mate, you, uh, you take well, over. Let, let me have some lager. You, let you me have some lager. I think the answer was JJ <laughs> and Chris Terrio were just like, we need to bring Palpatine back. No idea how, so let's just win this, <laughs> I think. It is literally, let's just say that line from episode three. Let's just have it as a good question for another day. Maz Kanata lightsaber thing, which oh, never dude. got an answer for either. We don't know that. Because there was generally no need to bring Pax back. And this has come from somebody who was so looking forward to seeing him. But so. I always had my doubts. And I go back to the shows. I've always said that I can't wait to see him on screen. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. And if they get it wrong, it's going to clang. I, don't get me wrong. I loved seeing Pax back up there. And Ian McDermott was properly hamming. It was like a deli counter up there. He was yeah. hamming it up. And I loved that. But... There was no need, and it got a bit like Legends and EU towards the end with all of this Force Essence stuff, but I generally think they should have just had it as a Resistance versus First Order final battle, and bringing Palpatine back into the fold actually makes it Return of the Jedi Part 2. Without Palps, it isn't quite, it isn't just like rehashing old ground, it's still a war between two factions, but having Palpatine there makes it a Return of the Jedi Part 2, and I don't think they needed to have him there. And it pains me to say that because we heard the laugh and we were pumped. We've been pumped since April, as most yeah. people have, yeah. to hear. But we knew that if it didn't work, it would be an issue. And for me, it didn't work. It didn't need to be in the film, Palpatine. Yeah. On, the, on the other hand, again, I'm conflicted. I'm torn. I don't know how to be rid of this pain, as Carlo said, oh, because I loved seeing Palpatine boy. on the screen again. It was so yeah. good to see him. But... Let's, I'm, I'm going to be as honest as everybody out there has wanted us to be. It was a bad mistake bringing Paps back because the the issues now bringing him back, just like canonically, is I don't think it worked. All they needed to do was just basically say, I somehow say I, I, I cheated death using a 
magic spell or something like that. Okay, fine. Or Plagueis. Or Plagueis, because then they're like, oh, Snoke, I created him. Yeah. And you're waiting for him to give you a bit of exposition yeah. in a film, which is already heavy. But this is why we needed 10 or 15 minutes just to explain. Did you did you create Snoke? Okay, good. I've been all the voices you've ever heard. Okay. Okay, we're not going to go any further with that. It is kind of just mm. like, I'm back. Deal with it. Go listen to Fortnite for my broadcast. And it was and it was in the crawl, man. I didn't even like the crawl. As soon as I saw the dead speak, I thought, oh god, no, because I really didn't like the opening crawl to this film. Like the way it just came up, the dead speak. I thought, I didn't oh, mind this is it. worse than I didn't war. mind the crawl. I, the crawl didn't take I didn't me out. Like, it put me on edge. It put me on edge that they they they'd announced Palpatine was coming back in the crawl. I know we knew he was coming back from a. From a cinematically, we knew Amy McDermott was back, yeah. but I didn't like that. It was like Palpatine sent out a broadcast. He's back. I was like, are we, are we not going to find out anything? I think we needed to find out because now the question is, you know, no one's ever really gone. We saw his body disintegrate at the end, but is he gone? Mm. Can we really say that now? Is he gone? Because well, it's the same thing with like Endgame, right? With the end of the MC or this phase of the MCU, we've figured out time travel exists and you can change time. You know, yeah, so, that's a problem. And, it, and it, is, yeah. it almost and I thought Endgame was a great ending for the MCU and and their, it was. their saga, you know. And but it is that problem where you kind of like ended it, where like in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, nothing can be taken as concrete anymore. Right, mm-hmm. it's something can always change. Now, yeah. that's it. You've brought it into your mythology, and I can't help but feel, despite I, I, in my, in my opinion, I think there could actually be valid reasons for Palpatine being back. Well, they could be, but they just it, never told us. It was never, it was never done well mm-hmm. enough. You know, that's the fact. And how did he and get that, to Exegol? Yeah, no, mate. There's no. It, it's not explained, you know. But my imagination tells me that my my Star Wars, <laughs> what's the word? My Star Wars head tells me it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible, and it just wasn't well <gasps> executed. Drink. Mm. There he goes. I got my tea, boss. Boys, I've had I've had a big gulp of lager <laughs> just to get me through this um, pouch session. Yeah, it it just feels like well. Okay, who's gonna die? Who 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 else can die then and come back? Yeah, well, you know, I've seen yeah. it with Darth Maul. I'm not as bothered with the Darth Maul thing. It kind of makes sense. At first, I was bothered. Yeah, by and he it. wasn't brought but back as the big villain, though, was he? In no, a in like in precisely. a saga-defining movie. And I, I think, I think it really lies on the fact on that line. Mm-hmm. It really does lie that the Force works in like these crazy ways and the dark side of force works in these unnatural ways where you know what if the the dark side you know and you maybe maybe it's somewhat mirrored where the light side chose ray you know mm-hmm. despite her um her background yeah that she's ray palpatine yeah spoiler um <laughs> You know, we so so we know that we know that the light side has kind of chosen her despite her lineage, and you know, what if the dark side didn't choose anyone, what if it tried to choose Kylo, but Kylo always was fighting that light, you know, and it was that mm-hmm. that's why yeah, he yeah. was never never a Sith, and from the Force Awakens, he's never been called a Sith. He was always called a Knight yeah. of Ren, a dark side user. Yeah, dark so side, what if yeah. the Sith couldn't do anything but bring back the most recent, real, authentic Sith, which was Palpatine? Now, yeah. in my head, that makes total sense. Was that explained properly? No, not really. 
I think that's really. the problem. Is that had it been explained well, and I, I know there are probably people shouting at the radio or whatever you listen your headphones saying they gave the line from episode three. That's all, in, and we don't need to be handheld. We don't need him to sit there and give us a ten minute PowerPoint presentation of how he came back. But it just felt like <laughs> JJ and Chris Terry had an idea, but didn't fully know how to run with it. But they so they kind of they but they alluded to something. That you know the dark, but even saying the dark side is a pathway, blah blah. That's more of a wink and a nod to the audience, not to the because Carl Aaron's got no idea what he's on about. He wasn't there in the opera with Anakin Skywalker that day. He didn't know he's on about. We as the audience know that, but you know it's, it means nothing to Kylo, and it can't, so it kind of felt a bit like a brush up almost. So I took it. My takeaway is that he had obviously learnt to cheat death in some way. And then, however, he then how how long it took for him to recover and get to Exegol and sire a child i've got no idea but obviously he's been there behind the scenes for a long time it raises a lot of issues of canon as well which i'm going to mention he's an armor canon fiend but i'll get onto that shortly is the question for you though luke bligh and i've wanted to ask you this now yes bro yes bro go on bro helps we've mentioned ray palpatine and i threw out a theory months ago that i actually was going to dig it if she was a palpatine and i do but it's also caused a few issues now but i don't mind the whole ray mm. palpatine thing if you know what i mean i don't mind it is can we now realistically call this the Palpatine saga? Because all nine films almost have been about Palpatine. Ray has been, has been about her story, and she's a Palpatine now. It took a Palpatine to kill Palpatine, and all the Skywalkers died. So is this no, called the Palp saga? No, I disagree with that. You know, where was Palpatine in A New Hope? Where was he in The Empire Strikes Back? But he was always know, there like pulling the strings, though. So he's always beat. He was. They but mentioned we, him. Not in the New Hope, right? In the New Hope, like no, like no one knows who Palpatine is. No one, no one cares about Palpatine. If we were to watch Star Wars, the original one, mm-hmm. A New Hope, in cinemas today without any prior knowledge, we we wouldn't be like, well, yeah, Palpatine. You, you know, like, we, we, we wouldn't. But I guess in the yeah, scope of nine films, so from one to nine, if you're going to watch it in a linear, it, it now seems to me like from watching it one to nine as a marathon, more like the Palpatine saga now. Nah, if you started I, with Phantom Menace. No, I, I, yeah, I still think it's the Skywalkers because mm-hmm. Palpatine is the main baddie. He's the main bad guy. Sorry, He's the consistent bad guy now, right, from one to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Skywalkers are the, are the good guys. And Ray, Ray, isn't a, Ray is a Palpatine by name only. That's mm-hmm. it. And we've only I'm found bad. that out in, in, in the end of, of the saga. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and, and I guess that is the point. The point of this end chapter is that just because, you know, you have this name attached to you. And just like with Luke, Luke expected Luke was expected by people in Last Jedi, by by the audience and people in universe to be someone who at that time he didn't feel he was, right? He couldn't come and fix everything like everyone wanted. Just like and, and that was because he was a Skywalker, because his name preceded him. Right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like I think that's I think that's kind of the same thing. In in my head, it's definitely still Skywalker, and okay. yeah. It, it, but the, to have Palpatine, Palpatine is the, the the definitive villain of of this. Yes, and I think that's a good thing. But yeah, for me personally, I I have never sat there and thought after seeing the rise of Skywalker, this should be you know the um defeat the of Palp saga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's turns are. So it just dawned on me the other day, and I guess whilst we're on, whilst we're on the palps, we might as well round up everything with palps. During the film, Leia and Luke and everybody pretty much said to me, "Now, don't be afraid of who you are. You know, mm. don't you know, don't be afraid of what you are." I, as you know, I noticed today, they said that quite a lot. Obviously, yes. referring to the fact that she's a Palpatine because they knew that. 
And then, of course, at the end, she's like, I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. So she kind of been it, that child as well, because they're telling her, don't be afraid of who you are and what you are. Don't be afraid of what you are, where you come from. And at the end, he's like, I'm going to I'm going to choose something else, which a lot of people have taken that to heart really well. Actually, it's quite warming to see how many people really dig the idea that actually take on the Skywalker line. I've seen lots of people who don't like it. For me, I would have actually really liked it if if the old woman had said, Ray who? And she just looked off and went, I'm Ray. And then the music hit, she's just like, I'm Ray, that's who I am. <laughs> I'm Ray. Yeah, I'm Ray. Just, no, just, just Ray. What do you mean? That, that That is then her identity. She doesn't need a surname, just needs to be called Palpatine. She doesn't need to be a Skywalker, because she, she is defined by who she is, and that, that's Ray, who's known her from the whole, all three films as Ray. I would have liked that, but to be honest, I didn't mind the reveal at the end. And I, 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 in terms of the name, the other reveal with that boss weapon was wicked. But the mm. um, the name didn't mind that. So, what did you think about the whole Ray Skywalker kind of taking on that name? Right. Okay. Before I answer that, big boy, yeah, I'm going to quickly run over and turn off the heater because it is flipping hot <laughs> in this room. Yeah, and I, and I did not realise I left from it this on. Discussion, so I'm gonna, mate. I, I, it's the heat from the discussion, boys. But in the meantime, listen to this hot hip hop beat about our Patreon. Boom. This is madness. The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, roger. Best podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. I've had to take off my flannel shirt. I've only got my, my Rogue One Star Wars t-shirt okay, on. Right. Now, I've got something on, though, so don't worry, Matt. Don't worry. So you were <laughs> asking me, mate, about um, about how I felt with the, the whole surname thing at the end, yeah? Yeah, so the, so on Tatooine, um, a place which doesn't really hold any resonance to Ray, but obviously we know why she was there. So mm. what do you think about the Ray Skywalker reveal? Um, Okay, I, I like it. I mm-hmm. think I like it. Because in my head, I I never, because when when she's when they're telling her, you know, um, Ray, don't be afraid of who you are and whatnot. She doesn't know who mm-hmm. she is yet. She doesn't know her lineage. She doesn't know her family, you know. And in this film, it keeps making a point of the fact that she cares about family. You know, on Pasana, she's at that festival. She looks over at all the kiddly winks and the mums and dads and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, man, like what 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 happened? What happened to my life?" And mm-hmm. um, I, I dig it because she, for, for the best bit of her life, for the most meaningful bit of her life, she has had Leia and Luke, you know, not Palpatine. She's just mm-hmm. found out about this name. And so for her, like if it was me, 
yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, because Le- Leia told me to embrace the one. Yeah, I'm Ray Palpatine. I'd be like, no, man. Like, <laughs> no, these guys haven't raised me. I've been on a desert all all on my own, right? And then I've, like, gone on this crazy adventure. No, Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia. And plus in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. Maz talks to Rey about her future. And she knows it's Luke. For that for that time being, that is her future. It's Luke. And, yeah, yeah, you know, Leia's surname isn't even Skywalker. People don't call her Skywalker. But people get it. She is, like, part yeah. of the Skywalker family. Same with Ben Solo. You know, when Palpatine tried to throw him down that um, hole... <laughs> you know he was like you're the last skywalker right boom you're gone you know and he's a solo so yeah. you know but i in my head i was like yeah get it i totally get it so i do not have any qualms with that at all no it opens up some cool um potential stories in canon for yeah. the future i think as well because we have bloodline which is all about spoiler the galaxy finding out that leia and luke but leia especially was darth vader's daughter i mean in the future Ray Skywalker, there's someone's going to have to find out that actually she is the the bloodline of the most evil, hated man in galactic history. Opens up up a lot of storytelling potential. But before they get to that, they've got to see her with that boss smoking, awesome looking lightsaber she made. Oh, what the yellow one, Matt or orange or whatever color oh, it is, mate. That from her staff by the looks Dude, of it. Dude, I love yes. that. What did I tell you? I've wanted a yellow lightsaber in this trilogy. Have, and even though I got yeah. it for two seconds. <laughs> we got it dude, still. Dude, I, so, I was so glad we saw that bad boy. I want yellow lightsabers. By the way, I've got to the point on Fallen Order where I can choose my lightsaber colour. You're in Ilum still, are you? Uh, I've just finished Ilum. I'm Sweet. on the ship. Sweet. I'm ready to get out of Ilum. Oh, yes. And, um, dude, I'm on that yellow lightsaber thing. And I'm loving it. It looked so good, and so I love the fact good. that they ended the trilogy, ended the saga with a new, a new, a new hero, a new direction, a new hope, if you will, and this wicked new lightsaber which we haven't seen in here. It twists at the top, it twists and it comes out rather than a button. Yeah. I felt that was such a nice way to end it. Uh, Wick obviously, and then um, burying these Skywalker sabers outside the last homestead. Again, it's it's it could be seen as on the nose that, you know, it's the full circle. Uh, JJ's an OT kind of fanboy, but where else are you going to bury the Skywalker? I didn't say it, didn't, you know it I mean? didn't really bother me. I mean, Oh no, it didn't bother me. I thought it was, I thought it nah. nice. I thought it looked nice, but I saw a meme earlier yeah. on of Anakin Skywalker's face when they buried his saber in sand and it made me laugh my head off. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that was literally oh. the face like, on Tatooine of in sand. All the places and all the things. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, no, that is jokes, to be honest. <laughs> that is jokes. Um, yeah, I think with the Palpatine thing, that's going to be something that we're going to be talking about and digesting a lot of over the coming weeks and months. I'll be honest with you. And, and guys, just a heads up, guys, like this isn't like the conclusion of our thoughts of the rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker. How could it be? Yeah. The, the truth is, like, oh, well, now, now I've seen this. I told you guys last week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into re-ranking my Star Wars films for you guys, yeah. and I think Matt should do the same. Matt might have like stayed stationary, and he might have slightly the rise of Skywalker. But with this film, I feel like there's going to be a lot of movements for, mm-hmm. for for me. That's also because I've been rewatching everything on the lead up to nine. Yep. Yeah, um, and I, I can't wait to share that with you guys, but it's going to take a while to digest and, and to get used to this being an entry into the saga. still doesn't feel real. No, I was going to say, uh, spot on, and thanks for reminding me, that at the end of this, we're not going to be pulling any rankings simply because 
Well, we, we don't know it yet. It's too early to say. No, I don't know. Give, I mean, maybe, maybe at like some point in early 2020, even January, I don't know, but you need to film, you need to sing. We need to, we need to basically cleanse ourselves of our issues and, <laughs> and, and get on board with the pros as well, which we have done. We're, I mean, I've got more of the good stuff. I mean, it, I know it sounds like we've just gone on a half an hour rant about it, but do you know what I mean? It's a little sandwich, isn't it? But yeah, it. I, I don't know where it sits in the minute because like I say there are some bits which didn't sit well with me, like the Sith dagger. I just thought it was plain silly. Like the way that they found where the Wayfinder was on a on the Death Star. It's an ancient weapon just happened to fit that part of the Death Star. Yeah, I wasn't I don't a know. fan of the Sith Dagger. So the Sith Dagger, man, like, so for me, the Sith Dagger was... I don't know if it's just me, because friends of the podcast think that it's ancient. Is that right, or is that wrong? I believe it is ancient, and also it was... um, I, it, I can't remember. I, there was something about... It was mentioned something that it was... It's at least pre Death Star two, so 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 how it fits onto the shape of the wreckage is beyond me. But it is yeah. it's somewhere out there. But um, I don't know. And I've seen See, other pundits and and fans saying as well that you know you're in you have, if if you're in that exact spot at that same that right time, then it's very handy that you happen to be be where you were then. But uh, I wasn't a fan of how they found the wayfinder. I loved the scene on the Death Star and everything on the Death Star too. Yes, yeah, I didn't like how they got to it. Let's pause that. Let's pause that thought. Let's pause the Death Star two. Death two, right, mate? Let, can I just add one little detail to the stuff? Of course, mate. Because, like, for me, you know, what are the odds of C three PO and R two D two landing on a pod in, <laughs> on Tatooine near the kid, the 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 boy of the maker of one of those droids do you know what i mean like what are the odds of that like so c3po will tell you yeah it they're high they're very high won't tell you um but but it and that's why i always feel like that sort of stuff doesn't super bother me because maybe that was the way the force wills it do you know what i mean and 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 that's that's fairy tale not even not even like let's not even look at it like scientifically you know some some things you know, are beyond that. They're beyond sometimes mm-hmm. understanding. And so for me, you know, that's never bothered me because there is so much in Star Wars that is beyond understanding that we've just, we're so used to and we're like, yeah, okay. And that's the same with like most, um, most fantasies. When it's just so much and it feels like there was a lot in this film. So it's it's a bit overwhelming yeah. sometimes. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my yeah. two pennies worth on the Sith Dagger thing because I'm still trying to get my head around that too. So that's fair yeah. enough. I agree. There are, let's like say, the f- plot contrivances are fine. I think because every single film in history has things that happen to get to move the plot along. Mm. The Rise of Skywalker had quite a lot and had a few cop outs as well, which I don't like because it damages the stakes of the film. Obviously, we had Chewie dying, but he didn't. Three PO, three PO's memories were wiped, and he got them back. That was a hilarious scene. Mm. You got Kajimi is destroyed. With, you assume Zori Bliss is on it, but she wasn't. You know, there's a quite, and I think there's another one as well. There's moments where, you know, had they actually stuck to their guns and been bold enough to go to their conviction and have Ray destroy the transport that True was on, mate, that that raises the stakes of this film. That, but yeah, I think having right. and I know you can't kill the kill the family dog, but it was just there was too many times. You can. They should have done, I think. And I love Chewie. <laughs> you can kill the family dog. He didn't add his um, big scene later on after Leia passed away. But I think they should have stuck to their guns a bit more and been bolder with some of the decisions because that would have been a mental mm. moment in like the saga. You know, that's how yeah. Chewie goes out in this like moment of madness. 
but then obviously they it was a, they had to go back on themselves. They did it a few too many times, which bothered me because by the end, and obviously the force healing, which I didn't actually mind too much. I didn't mind the force no, healing I like at all. The force actually, healing. as long as it's not overused. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. And we like we always get new force abilities in every single Star Wars film, and we learn more about the force, and that's an important thing for the story. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think um, it was warranted, you know, and I think they explained it well enough. You know, it's with the, um, can you do the pun for me, mate? Oh, oh the, the Force Blyad, the Force Dyad, Force Blyad. Blyad, mate. This connection Blyad. thing, yeah. Blyad, mate. That's what it's all about, you know. <laughs> and, he, and um, yeah, he, 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 Palpatine says, you know, one of these, the, like, he's never seen one of these. These were like generations ages ago. ago, generations ago, you know, this has not happened in ages. So, um, yeah, I dug that. And I, dug, <laughs> I so love the Force connection between Rey and Kylo. I think that's probably the best thing about this film is their relationship in this just goes to, to the next level. And, and by relationship, I mean Force relationship. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's for <laughs> yeah. I, I, I dig it, man. And I, didn't, I dug the Force healing as well. And um, Star Wars Explained, shout out, did a... I answered a question recently because people were saying, well, hold on, Anakin was trying to learn this power. And the way Alex over there explained why Ray was able to do it and eventually Kylo, for me, was on the money. The way he came out, he basically, in a nutshell, said Anakin wanted to bring Padme back for selfish reasons, whereas Ray and Kylo were doing it for selfless reasons. Yeah, Go watch his video on that. I thought it was so well thought out. But, you know, I didn't mind it. Again, as long as it doesn't become like a thing where... Every time somebody dies, they just get healed, and then it takes the stakes away. I wouldn't like to see that because the the stakes in this film were lessened for me when people kept coming back. But I mean, to be honest, I don't really have many other major issues. I mean, I, I'm not going to bother with the Knights of Ren; they just walked around. I, I, they were the, we knew they were going to be fodder. Tick con, yeah. tick Knights of Ren, Sith Ryan. troopers, <laughs> fodder, done. Sith troopers, tick. Yeah, <laughs> didn't see any of those. And that's pretty much it, it for sick. me, mate. I wish the Sith Troopers were like the standard Sith Troopers or the standard Stormtroopers with the sequel trilogy. I'm going to just put it out there. It would have been different as well. That but then it's sick. The, the, the final order also explains why yeah. it all looked so similar to the Empire as well. Because, yeah. you know, Stormtroopers, why would they have the same? I did that. My last con Gone. was to... Was you, <laughs> this is just for you, Luke. Go on, mate. Just for you, mate. Go on, mate. The handling of my girl, Rose Tico. Oh! When when Finn Shoot. says to her, "Are you gonna you coming on this wicked wild fun adventure with the gang?" She's like, "No, nah, nah. I've got to stay here and nah. do something nondescript for no for no reason." I was like, "Really?" And then I mean, later on in the film, we see her running I with a gun, that. and she has a bit of fun, like one line of snap Wexley, and I was like, "Is that it?" For someone who is such a big part of the Last Jedi, is that why she's cut out of marketing? And JJ even said, "I'm so glad Ryan cast her because it's been so much fun working with her." I mean, she must have just been fun behind the scenes because she wasn't in front of the camera very often. <laughs> Damn, man, I was so disappointed. Uh, no, I, I, I totally understand why you'd feel like that, but I, <laughs> did, I, yeah, I didn't care. Even... <laughs> No, I didn't care. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm really enough. sorry, guys. I just wasn't bothered. I was like, yeah, well, she's part of the resistance. It's enough going but on, as dude. It was. She was never. She was never like a big part of the resistance. I hate to say Take it. Like it she was always this character that kind of got a glimpse into the main limelight, you know, accidentally mm-hmm. because of Finn. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, who is a big deal? Who is a big deal? You know. So mm-hmm. and. Oh, oh, do you know what as well, right? I'm going to say this. Oscar Isaac 
John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, flipping... Oh, no, Adam Driver, I mean. Um, <laughs> they killed it in this film. The main yes. cast, I think, was so good in this film. Yeah. The, again, that, that added to my enjoyment and rating of, of The Rise of Skywalker. I thought this was... They were amazing in it. Amazing in it. So, yeah. I, d- I just want to say that now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. That all of the performances... You mentioned Richard E. Grant was awesome. Ian McDermott, oh, whatever dude. I thought about the Palps character, Ian McDermott was just great to see him. It's amazing. When you see him in interviews, he's such a nice, kind of calm, placid guy. And then I can't imagine yeah. going on set and just seeing him just ra- like raging like a loony. Um, it yeah. must be so much fun. That was pretty much my cons. I mean, there were canon issues I had. They stuck out to me. And, I, it, you know, I, you know I'm the, I love my canon, the books, the comics and that. Canon connoisseur, isn't I you? I know. Finn boy. says Endor, where the last war ended. No, it ended on Jakku. J.J. Capers came out of that planet. That's where it ended. Luke's lightsaber was left on Octo with the caretakers. Now, I understand somebody couldn't have gone back to get it, but canonically, it was hidden away. Snoke said he saw the rise and fall of the Empire, and Palps sensed Snoke. He actually sensed Snoke in one of the novels and said, that basically thought, this guy can be my successor. But now we know yeah. he made him. Poe was a spice runner, but the, the comic said, in his own comic, he was a member of the New Republic for years. Uh, Chewie's already got a medal in the comics. It was made, it, and, it, and it was it was a nice scene that he was given in this film. But there was so he was given Han's medal. It's hey. right, but there was so many things where I mean I don't know what the story group were playing. They must not have been consulted like Ryan consulted them. But there's so many things where you think, well, they've made a big deal of everything connecting, and I know movies take precedence, but they shouldn't then say everything matters when they're going to go as fo- go and just like write things right. off. But then there yeah, are other canon- right, canonical things. Which work like having Mustafar at the beginning look like that. That's how it looks like in the Vader Immortal game. It's it's healing. It's a planet healing. So there is there are trees there. There are it is like ash rather than lava. That was and there are other little canon ties in which did work, but then others that didn't. And it, it bothered me, but not of that didn't affect my viewing of the film. It's just little things I noticed. That's dude. That is a brilliant like point and. You know that from my point of view, you know, naturally I'm kind of not going to be quite as bothered about this sort mm-hmm. of thing than, than you are. And I totally understand that. And I've always had that in the back of my mind where they can, I get the feeling that sometimes the, the and it it is the elephant in the room sometimes, that the, the B level or C level canon compared to if A level, like the films, yeah. the B is like the, animation mm-hmm. so clone wars and rebels and resistance and then i feel like c is written material mm-hmm. comics and books and i always think like the c stuff is always going to be thrown out you know if mm-hmm. if if it's if it's needed to and pablo hadalgo has said that he said that in the past he said that if there's ever a um dance in in a storyline the live action takes precedence mm-hmm. no we, oh, of course yeah which cheats it it is, and it's stuff like the Snoke one where Palpatine sent Snoke and thought, this guy can be my successor. And then we find out he made him. And that doesn't. And when did he make him? If he witnessed a rise and the fall of the Empire? It's, it's little things like that. Again, I wasn't sitting there thinking, right, this has ruined the film for me. But it's mm. little things afterwards where you think, ah, odd. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 after all that big old list of cons, the main thing, my issue was Palpatine just the handling Same. of it and Same. it just didn't fit it felt a bit eu and it didn't really fit for me that aside i had a blast with this film so why don't we spend the last part of this just talking about what we love mate 
Yeah, mate. Yeah, you're you're right. And can I, can I just drop some bits I wasn't beats? too fond of? We can we can yeah, beats boy beats. Um, let me just drop some stuff. I don't think we need to sit here and talk about them loads, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. these, these just things that have just popped into my mind um, that we've not really discussed. I don't think need discussing too much. Mm-hmm. So something else is in in minor parts in like two places um, that I can think of. It felt Marvel esque. And the way the people were like physically moving their body, only when Ray jumps onto the Falcon, basically when people are jumping, um, superhero landing. Right, yeah, it was a bit marvelesque. I wasn't down with that really. Um, and the Raylo kiss, although Ooh. I get, I get it because <laughs> oh, <laughs> matron, <laughs> yes, oh, well, we love a bit of our um. Carry ons, don't we? Carry on camping and all that. Carry, carry on, on Raylo. doctor. Carry on Raylo. Yes. A lot of people Let's to. make it. Let's make it. Hey, they kind of got their wish. But, you know, on second viewing, and since I've spoken about it to other people, to me, it felt almost like a thank you. You know, more than out of romance, more of a relief. Thank you. And the dude just got resurrected. Or, the, mm-hmm. you know, the girl got resurrected, yeah. right? That's such a big deal. So I kind of give it a little bit of leeway. So that's that's the other things that we've kind of not discussed. So tick, tick. Okay, and I threw him. It forced Ghost Luke's hair was abysmal. I will say that now. Yeah. Forced Ghost what? Luke's hair was, was, was awful. Um, and was it meant I know be there's longer, been a discussion or? out there of how JJ has absolutely destroyed and dumped on The Last Jedi. That is going to be a story for another episode because that is a... That is an episode in and of itself, whether we agree or disagree. Good call. There are lots of things that was it he retconned? may have retconned or may have not. Yeah, so, was it retconned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I think there's a lot to go. So rather than ignore it, we wanted you guys to let you know we are aware of it. And we've mentioned some of them, but I think that's the kind of main discussion of its yes, own. Yes, I think. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Let's go. Because otherwise we'll be yeah, here for another hour, which pros, I could do. Man. We've mentioned, so on my list, I've got... A layer, we've spoken about Leia, haven't we? Have yeah, we haven't. La- How did you think? I feel about that. I thought she was handled great. All things considered, mm-hmm. I loved it. My favourite moment was where Maz said, here lies our princess or something yeah. like that, and she's just there. Dude, like, that was so nice. It was handled it. so respectfully. Beautifully, mate. Beautifully, mate. That was a big tick in my books. Layer. Mm-hmm. Layer. Finn and Poe development, yeah, we've mentioned that bad boy. This is a bit of an obvious one. I think the videography in this was insane when it was when it was practical. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were actually on set, this was crazy. Like, especially on Persana, that was nuts. That looks sweet. I don't think I don't think there was as many striking images as say the Force Awakens or the Last Jedi, but the actual look of it was still wonderful. Death Star fight, mate. I loved the Death Star fight. Seeing, seeing our boy Ben like coming through Kylo, Papa Kylo coming through that rain again. Damn, I, I was what not prepared. Beefcake. I was not prepared to see that on the big screen. That looked incredible. And we saw him, because he won the fight, so they're kind of won all now in their fights. And I, I, I love the action, actually. The whole, just the action in this film was, the lightsaber fights were so well done. And I know they said that the weapons were lighter so they could really swing them harder. I really felt the intensity, especially in that fight, but also in uh, Kylo's quarters during a kind of force fight. When, when, 
Carlo's basically saying, I know who you are. I know what all about Palpatine, and she's getting angrier and angrier. I love the action, but yeah, the Death Star 2 fight was incredible yeah. with the setting and like the history of that. Um, Gorgeous. The actual Death Star. Mate, it was intense. This is tense. This is tense. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Like, and then, obviously, yeah, Ben Solo coming afterwards with, and obviously, old Papa Han coming back. I think that was not quite the. We are what we grow beyond scene, but that's just what this film needed, that soft moment. We needed more of them, but we got that slower moment. Dude, okay. Let me just address something, right? Mm-hmm. The Kylo being stronger thing, you just mentioned that. Like I throughout this trilogy, I've always felt that Kylo's always been highlighted as stronger, you know? Kylo mm-hmm. only just just got a skim off Ray. Yeah, on his face. It just so happens to be on his face in The Force Awakens. But the dude got shot by Chewie's bowcaster, <laughs> yes. yeah? And, like, he was clearly the stronger dude. The yeah, last Finn Jedi. got a shot in as well. On yeah, him. exactly. So, and and then we got The Last Jedi. Kylo wipes out way more Snoke's troops than uh, guards than, than yes. Rey does, right? He's clearly the more experienced fighter. Mm-hmm. And then third third film, third of this trilogy, the dude, the dude just beats her down straight yeah. up. But he should have. That, and that's what happened, which is and fair even enough. the force fight in some of the times he hasn't even got his lightsaber ignited. He's just dodging, isn't he? Yeah, dude, he yeah. he is he is the he is the more skilled fighter and stronger fighter. And I I actually one of my pros, so I'm gonna tick tick. <laughs> yeah, go um, for it, mate. Okay, so you've mentioned the Ben and Kylo slash Ben and Han moment, dude. Mm-hmm. I can't even lie. Like I was I was loving this this film. Like this, this, this up to this moment, like I was really enjoying myself. But this moment, just like I, I just couldn't control myself. Hey kid, like I, I love this film's moment mm-hmm. on Ben and flipping, like Han. Because and and for me, that almost it made it all worth it. Does that make? We sense? We needed that. No, we needed that scene. Yeah, from the Force Awakens to now, I I really, really, really understood and got this. Right, and I'm going to be honest with our listeners. Right, I know what it's like to lose a parent, and I know that I know the feeling and the emotion that goes behind that. Mm-hmm. And okay, so Ben did it himself, but it corrected that. It said everything, and just when Ben's about to say something, you know, Han I know, says, "I know," you know, and just that's calm, so yeah, but it's so fatherly. Yeah, and it works. And, it's like it's not like it's not the cocky ways in an empire. It's loving. They're like you say, fatherly. And it really felt like it was. Um, it's going to sound crazy, but in places it felt like my dad was talking to me. Right, mm-hmm. I know that's going to sound absolutely mental. We were going like Luke, mental. Um, but <laughs> that's it, what you take from it, though, isn't it, dude? It, I related to this scene so much, and I didn't kill my dad yet. <laughs> 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 Just to put it out there, yeah. Just people are gonna be really worried. Phone up Essex police. <laughs> I'm gonna be, like, be on like uh police interceptors <laughs> yeah, the force tomorrow. Yeah. Oh mate, but honestly this this moment I could I, I I was I had tears going down my face. I was like well emotional. And it was that memory that he had. And again, some people I've seen some people on the internet not necessarily get that and and not totally understand that 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 ben could have seen mm-hmm. something so vividly remember that ben is and kylo well yeah. at that point it's ben yeah, right? ben, it's ben solo um he he 
is strong horse anyway. He has a strong mind anyway. Mm-hmm. But I can assure you that that again, as someone who kind of like has experienced similar situations, there are these moments where sometimes it feels real. You know, when you can you can feel like you can almost imagine what your mum or dad will say to you, and you can kind of like be like, oh yeah, that's what they'd say in this moment. Yeah. You know, and it might be made up of previous things I've said. I thought that scene was one of the best scenes in the entire saga, mate. The entire saga. I loved it. Absolutely adored it. I loved it. it was, I loved seeing Harrison forward back. I loved oh, seeing the character of Han Solo. And it brought it all, as George Lucas said, it rhymes. It brought it back full circle because people are worried about, oh, is Han, was Han's death in vain? Was it going to mean anything? And this comes out and says, yes, it did. Because when it mattered, Ben is obviously mourning his mother and it's, and it's Han, his father, who comes back. And, he, and, he's like, and he's replaying the moment, but he's saying you do have the strength to do it. And then Ben yeah. says, you know, he's like, Dad, he's like, I know. And it's just, it makes it all worthwhile that mm. it was, Leia's last act was to bring Ben back, basically. Leia used all of her life essence, if you will, to bring Love Ben it. back. And whilst he's looking at that brilliant shot of him looking over the, the Kef beer ocean, it's then Han who just puts a cherry on top of it. And he's like, you know, I know, you've got the strength to do it. Come on, kid. Let's just, Beautiful. let's do this, man. Beautiful. And yeah, that's it, and and now and he's Ben Solo again. And from what we got of Ben Solo, I loved the character of for fifteen minutes. We got Ben Solo. I love Ben Solo, dude. He is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. Now there is no two ways about it. I I have thoroughly enjoyed his journey, and I bought into it, especially in this film. I thought it was excellent, excellent. Great time with this, mate. Yeah. Great time with this, and that scene was. I think again guys take it with a grain of salt because we've not we've we've only seen this a few times and we're going to go see it more and our changes on our emotions are always going to change with this just as my f- feelings and emotions change with all films especially Star mm-hmm. Wars films that's what Star Wars does um but dude I think this this scene is right now for me faultless it's faultless. it's it's like the shatter point which sets up what's to come we know that yes. Ray's gone to Exegol, but this now yes. sets up yes. the the end game, if you will. Kylo, sorry, Ben's the scar has gone from Ben Solo's face. When he becomes Ben, the scar is gone. He's fresh faced, if you will. When he when he yeah, runs on nice when he runs onto Exegol and he's leaping around and he's 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 got dressed. He's not in his Kylo Ren outfit anymore. He does the no look kill like his dad does. And the moment when he gets the saber from Ray, the Force Skype saber, which again is fine, oh. but it's worth the way. And everyone said it. He, he pulls the saber down. He looks at the Knights of Ren. He does that gesture with, to the Knights where he's like, oh, come on, like come on, dad. boys. Exactly. And that's when you're like, go on, son. Slice and dice them. Kill them. Kill them. Go Vader mode Sick. on them. And he does. And obviously, what happens at the end? I mean, he doesn't say anything. Ben Solo gets no dialogue, which is odd. Because Adam Driver alluded to there being dialogue. So maybe they just cut those scenes. But I love the character of Ben Solo. I love that scene and the Han scene. I thought it was such a really good... I know, like, I know the whole Ben Demption thing, but if you're going to do it, it had to be his parents who did it, and I, I genu- genuinely liked liked that. I know you had a problem with the the humor of the Last Jedi. For me, I thought it was boss in this film. I thought it was brilliant. Spot on. I really did as well. Spot on. J three PO was the funniest part of the film. J J Abrams can he can do Star Wars characters. 
He can do Star Wars humor. He can do Star Wars emotion, right? This this dude gets that bit of Star Wars. And I think that is, like, job well done to him, mate. The humor was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant from start to finish. I was... I was so impressed by it, mate. So impressed. And I think it just added to the fact that this was a very fun film to watch. Mm-hmm. Very fun. And let's bring it up. The Rotten Tomatoes score, yeah? As of right now. Those guys. Let's compare The Last Jedi one. The critics adore The Last Jedi. They think it's the best Star Wars film since Nam, if not ever, yeah? Probably mm-hmm. since Empire Strikes Back. And yeah. it, do you know what? If you put your film critic head on, it probably is. It probably is. And I, technically speaking, dude, yeah. The Last Jedi, just, I, I, I love that film. But I get and I understand why a lot of fans don't like it. Mm-hmm. I do, because I, I feel like I can kind of, from, from both sides, how they feel that and all that. With The Rise yeah. of Skywalker, and, and before I continue, sorry, the critics really rate it. I know it's at like 90%, The Last Jedi. The, the And I don't think this is an actual um, accurate number because of bots. And there's lots of different um, theories and thoughts and opinions on this. But if you look at generally a lot of the review sites, The Last Jedi, I think the audience score is about 50%, 50-50, like 50 not a fan, 50 a fan. Now, yeah. the the Rise of Skywalker, it's flipped. Yeah. So the critics, it's about 50-50. And it's the audience where it's the vast majority of the audience are enjoying this. And do you know what, mate? I, I get why. I get why. And yeah. in a lot of ways, I think some of the reasons, I'll be honest with you, my boy, some of the reasons we aren't necessarily in love with, and not saying this is... Um, a, a, a flawless is because we very much so appreciate the last jedi and i think part of that is because the film and i said this to our boy isaac pevs um I, I said this to him the other day i was like the thing is is with the last jedi we've come away from a film where you really have to sit down and think you have to process mm-hmm. the 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 uh concepts the themes you can digest them you can interpret things a certain way whereas the rise of skywalker it's very much written out for you, you know, and that's not always makes the best film cinematically, but sometimes for the fans, that is the best way to go, you know, and that's, I'm not going to say that is positive or negative because I'm always one who thinks fan service isn't always a bad thing. I think that can be a good thing, you know, and it can be rewarding Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, So yeah, I think the scores kind of make sense to be honest, mate. They kind of make sense. I wanted to bring that yeah. up because no, I haven't. I haven't added my 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 tomato review on. Now I've actually been waiting for this podcast to drop before I even put a review out of the oh, film. Oh, you yet. gangster! Um, so it's my, uh, f- f- as a spoiler, I'm giving it a fresh. So it's gonna hopefully it will go up by a percent or two. But <laughs> I mean, it, the, the two films are chalk and cheese and t- technically. I, I I think this is a t- a good film in terms of like the way it's made. If I put my film critic hat on. Script the script writing isn't great. The it's um, the plot is messy, but as a Star Wars fan, it's exciting. It's action packed. It's emotional. It's fun. It's got the fan service I wanted. And I think again, the critics will look at it from a technical standpoint as well as enjoyment. Whereas the fans, we just want to go and have a good time, and get what we want out of it. So the film critic in me has issues with the technical side of it. Whereas in The Last Jedi, I thought technically it was a filmmaker's film. But I also had a damn good time with The Rise of Skywalker. So 
Um, I know what I'm going to give this film, and it will be a positive where it fits in the rest of the sequel trilogy. Not prepared to say that just yet, but now I think it's it's worth mentioning that obviously the the disparity between the critics and the fans, which is coming up quite a lot of franchises nowadays, but it's worth mentioning because I've seen it just online. There's split down the middle with people loving it, people hating it for various reasons. Whether there are a, a Ryan Johnson stan, a Ryan Johnson hater, whether they love JJ, hate him, or they're a Raylo, or they're an anti Raylo, or they just didn't like the film, or they loved it. There's yeah. so many different <laughs> factions, which is odd. Because we just Star Wars. Like Star when Wars. is that like? Um, that is not a new thing. That's it, dude. Imagine if yeah. like the Twitter and like Instagram and like Rotten Tomatoes was a big thing <laughs> during the prequels. Like guys, <laughs> or even the originals. Imagine because I like. People just have such a... Burnt. Like, people get a kick out of criticising. That is proof, right? So, yeah. and listen, we're sitting here. Dude, we have we have criticised. Do you know This film is not perfect. It's flawed. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're open about that. But we love this universe. And we love this big mythology. We love this big story. And the truth is, The Rise of Skywalker has added to that. So if you're invested in this mythology, if you're invested in the sequel trilogy, if you're invested in this whole story, then the likelihood is... There are things in this film, in this episode, you are absolutely going to flip in a door. Because that's how this story was written. It was written to be a satisfying ending. And in I think, mm-hmm. me personally, I think that's sometimes what let it down. Um, and I think you're probably on the same page with that one, mate, boy. I just want to read out yes. this tweet, mate. It's from a um, it's from a guy called Carl Newman on Twitter. Do you know Carl Newman? Oh, yeah. You, you know I know Carl. Carl. I don't know him, but I know all Carl Yeah, we go down the pub together. <laughs> we go, we go down Newman. the beehive. What, lad? No, Carl, <laughs> Carl um, he, I think he went to like the episode 9 premiere or... Anyway, he, he put out a fantastic tweet, which I think I, I want to read on the show because I think it kind of, it summarizes a lot about this film and how you should treat this film, you know? And it's this, advice to follow, uh, advice to, that's a good start, isn't it? <laughs> Get the Retweet. third word wrong. <laughs> Carl Newman says, <clears throat> advice to fellow Star Wars fans. Don't let the critics get you down. Go have a blast at the theatre. There are so many great things about The Rise of Skywalker. It's flawed, but it's fun. And don't forget to bring the kid who lives inside you as your guest. They'll dig it. And I think that is an excellent, excellent, excellent tweet and an excellent summary of this film. The truth is, is that we now have a sequel trilogy that feels a bit disjointed. Maybe that belongs on a different show. Um, oh yes because because that in itself is a whole topic and that's Mm -hmm. true i think if this film shows anything it shows that the trilogy should have been planned a lot better from the start a lot from the start yes there should have been a road i've always been open-minded about the whole like three directorship thinking that there were things behind the scenes to to for, for people to meet i always had in my head that um director one had to reach point a Director two mm, had yeah. to reach point B. Director three had to reach point C. Yeah, it and seems the way simple, you go, doesn't it? Yeah, the way you go about that, you do whatever you want, but as long as you hit that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was the case. I think it just felt like a bit random places. You know, would have I don't I don't know I don't know. I, it, it deserves its own show because yeah. we're going to go off on one if we start talking about this. No, I agree. Um, but all in all. The Last Jedi, you got to sit there. There's think you you got to think it's artistically brilliant. However, this is the question, Matt. Go on. And I always think I'm going to take this back to Georgie Boy, the the the, <laughs> the, the big Lucas, the ledge, 
the creator, the, Big the, the maker, sorry, the maker, they say. They thank the maker. <laughs> um, dude, George Lucas didn't want to make any more Star Wars films because he said, oh, yeah, oh, why do I want to make any more Star Wars films when people, all they say is that I've raped their childhood and stuff. Um, and you can't blame him. You can't blame him because no. you never keep everyone happy. And the thing is with George Lucas is that he, he made these films for families and he made them kids. And I think The Rise of Skywalker is going to really appeal to families and kids. I, that's what I think. I think they're going to love this film. They're going to soak up. They're going to love it. And then later on, they might criticize it and get their own opinions, mm-hmm. in which they should. They should get their own opinion, opinions and they should um, criticize it and, and think how they do it better. You know, and um, that's that's just a thought I would I would make. But, you know, this this isn't anything new. This isn't anything new. No, the Rise of Sky, I've got a lot of problems with this film, but this film hasn't ruined my love of the franchise for a start, oh, or the sequel no. trilogy, or the saga, or the characters, even though it's taken him on strange directions and that. But I haven't come out of it thinking, right, well, where do we go from here? Because the franchise is ruined now. I mean, it isn't. It, I, I, the opening box op- weekend box office for me is alarming. 176 million worldwide. Most films would destroy for that. It's a big. It's an alarmingly big drop. I think that's for just me. North America. It's well. It's, it is worldwide. It's three hundred and eighty. But um, north for the North American domestically, I believe the Force Awakens was two hundred and fifty million. The Last Jedi was two hundred and twenty something, and this is like fifty million dollars below the Last Jedi's opening for the final Skywalker saga and for the last film in the trilogy. It usually goes the other way, where it actually gets closer to that number. So again, I'm not going to proclaim the franchise is dead because it's not. But I'm slightly disappointed. Uh, and not worried, but it's gonna. It should still hit a billion, but I expect it to be two hundred million plus opening weekend. But it isn't. That is what it is. It's all about rewatchability, and this mm. film has got enough going for it where you can go back and watch it again, again, and again. Whether it's for the fun, whether it's to try and work out what's going on, or, or whether it's just to try and yeah under, understand the deeper meanings to the film, or just because you're a Star Wars fan, you got you got a couple of hours spare. There is enough here to make you want to go back. I think, which is the key to it. It's I have issues with it, like Luke does, like other people does. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a terrible film. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad film. I just think I think it's a good film. I wanted it to be a great film. I just think it's a good film. But there, again, there there are other moments in this film. We haven't even, the the forced ghost voices. Oh, dude, that was film. one of my other pros have not mentioned. Well, they yeah. well they brought back Kanan, Ahsoka, oh, Ayla Secura, Luminara Unduli, of course. Um, Ali, I can't remember her name is now. The other one, Adi Galli, whatever her name is. Yoda, Kenobi, Windu, Qui Gon. Hayden Christensen is back as a voice and we said if he's coming back it's probably going to be a voice Brilliant. and he had the most to say I love again I'm not going to lie I still would have loved to have seen Out of the Stars just a force ghost of uh, Anakin Skywalker just, yeah, just walk same, forward same, even if same. none of the other ones but we got we got what we got I loved it I thought this was what he wanted and it got back Kanan and Ahsoka from the animator so I mentioned the Brilliant. canon earlier on this is where they've really brought it in and but just hearing Samuel L. Jackson for one and Liam Neeson was brilliant but Anakin Skywalker you know bring back the balance as I did Ray it, I loved that bit and it felt right even if people have issues with the I am all the Sith I am all the Jedi part I mean surely Palps could have just stopped shooting lightning which would have probably helped him out 
but that force. <laughs> you know, that could have helped him in episode three, though. Hey, you know, it like could have one done. of those things where you're like, it, oh, I know, you like, oh, yeah, I'll just let it pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no issue that it is what it is. But yeah, that epic, epic, epic moment with the voices. Mate. Yeah, dude, I loved the voices. I thought the voices were very cool. And again, it was one of those things where my second viewing just enhanced it, and I thought that whole, that mm-hmm. whole. Um, sequence of events i thought was great and again the whole i am the whole sith i am the whole like jedi i really like that i don't take any like umbridge again so yeah i i think that's really 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 cool and really nice little addition to the star wars mythology i I like it 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 ties everything up as well so um thinking of tying things up that's quite a lot of our stuff um before we go on anywhere else i i mentioned on our youtube video we're releasing when we were when we basically just ran a mock at the premiere in the nicest way possible. I uh, this isn't a question for Luke now because I've already <laughs> asked him, but uh, Luke mentioned the RT score and the critics and the fans divide. I asked Luke if the Rise of Skywalker isn't received well, slash it doesn't do well. Do we think there's going to be a clamour for Ryan Johnson to return, given how he handled the Last Jedi? Not a question for Luke now because we've already answered that, but I'll be interested to see what other people think. Yeah. But that's also potentially an, another show. Uh, with the whole Last Jedi connotations, but I just wanted to throw that out there. But did you have any more pros, mate, of this film? Uh, what was it? You mentioned the Jedi voices. Yes, there's, there's two more things, and I'll just mention mm-hmm. them because I know we're you've we're, we're wrapping up here, right? Um, young Luke and Leia dug it. So oh, the good. training scene. Loved it. Luke looked incredible. I loved it. It was. I thought that was so great to see, um, and made a lot of sense. I really thoroughly enjoyed that really enjoyed mm-hmm. that um and then luke lifting the x-wing on acto oh, mate. like he wasn't able to do in empire strikes back but now obviously he can i thought that was and the music was there i thought that was very very cool and i really really love that really loved that scene Again, in the Last Jedi, Luke did actually use some of his X-wing for a door, so I'm not sure if they he rebuilt that or not. But as another issue which they brought up, but I I did I love that scene. It, and again, we yeah. had we had Red Five back, and they're like, "That's Luke Skywalker's X-wing." It's like, damn right it is. If it's not Luke piling it, Luke's X-wing mm. is going to be involved in a final battle somewhere. I I love that, mate. I, I really like in the training shot. I thought was brilliant. I really did like brilliant. that. I mean. I thought Dark Ray was great for what how they used her. I thought yes. she was quite scary. Finn, was he Force-sensitive? Was he not? JJ's pretty much said he was. I liked Zori Bliss, and yes. again, I thought she was great. Um, and Babu Frick! Babu Frick, whoever did Zori Bliss's eyeliner, that was on fleek. That looked incredible. I was oh. like that right now. But, and the last thing I thought was, when they did their Force... This is just me being a nerd. When they did their Force fight on Kojimi, firstly... That stormtrooper who was watching Kylo must have just seen him fighting with no one, which would have been wild. But um, Vader's helmet falls onto the streets of Kojimi. That's how Kylo knows where he is. This has got no relevance to anything, but I wonder if he picked it up or if he just left it there. Because he just basically turned around to the stormtrooper and he's like, she's in my quarters, um, locked down the ship. And then he storms off. I wonder if that, Vader, if, if, if that mask was on the planet when they blew it up. That's a good point. And speaking of which, the, the Sith fleet with planet destroying capabilities didn't like that because it was yeah i didn't like that Ugh. i did that down but i didn't like that i'd like another another death star <laughs> but there's thousands no, a whole of fleet them. of them <laughs> there's a whole yeah. fleet of them yeah. and the final order and the sith cultists i mean have they been waiting in there the whole time for someone to turn up uh, at last 
it didn't. Those things didn't bother me, but afterwards they're noticeable. That's also. I know we've kind of been like a fifty-fifty in terms of what we thought about the film pros yes. and cons, but we're just being objective. People wanted objectivity, and I think we've given it yeah, to them. Man. We haven't just said it was bad or it was good. We both enjoyed the film. We got what we needed out of it. But the elephant in the room for both of us was the same. Yeah, I think had they taken that out and just had a full-on resistance versus first order absolute royal rumble, I think that would have been better because it wouldn't have echoed Return of the Jedi as much because there'd be no Palpatine. Um, and even just have like Ben being the villain, uh, Kylo, and then having his redemption in some sort of way. I don't know how they could have done it, but I would have probably preferred a straight-up all-out battle, but we didn't get that. We got what we got what we got. I didn't hate the film. I didn't dislike the film. It disappointed me the first time. I liked it, didn't love it. The second time I watched it today, I had a great appreciation for it. The bits I didn't enjoy were still there. But the bits I did enjoy were elevated. And I'm. this is a film, my last thoughts on this, this is a film which that when it comes out on Blu-ray or Disney Plus in March next year, I am going to rewatch this many times because it has yes. that rewatchability. It's fun, it's frantic, and it gave me what I needed from a Star Wars film. Had issues, but still, mate, yes. I had a blast. Yes, well said, mate, well said. And I think, I think for me, I'm going to echo that in a cheeky little way. You know, I think this film is it's not perfect it has its flaws but it's super fun and i know little luke would have absolutely adored this and i'm not talking about luke in star wars rebels i'm talking about luke Skywalker, <laughs> circa 2005 this yeah? guy he would have loved this he would have loved kylo <laughs> ray he would have loved all the new stormtroopers he would have loved all the planets he would have loved all the amazing lines in this the humor and the whole mythology of course this film was incredibly fun, incredibly fun. And hey, you know, it wasn't perfect, but no Star Wars film is. Let's remember that. They're despite, I know, that's heresy to yep. say, then it's, it's crazy to think. <laughs> uh, but no Star Wars film is it. And individually, I always tell people, you know, individually, you know, maybe a film, let's even say a pop culture film, you know, like The Dark Knight. You know, on an individual basis, Dark Knight is probably better than every Star Wars film. But do I prefer the Dark Knight's universe or the Dark Knight to any Star Wars film, you know? Well, okay, maybe some. Um, but, <laughs> but to the universe and the mythology, certainly not. I love love this universe the that we can play in. And it has been an absolute pleasure to call Trilogy, despite... It being a little messy at times. But do you know what, mate? I think that's also been part of the fun and part of the humour. <laughs> um, and I think, hey, like you said, let's let's talk about in another episode about the future mm-hmm. of Star Wars, the future of Lucasfilm, because I think there's going to be a lot of things to learn from the sequel trilogy. But, dude, The Rise of Skywalker, it's been here. We've all watched it. Well, I hope you've all watched it. And <laughs> If not, I sorry. a great fun. And like I said, guys, out of all of these Star Wars films I've seen, not one of them has made me feel like how I felt on that opening night for me, that Friday night in Basildon at Cineworld, Basildon, watching The Rise of Skywalker. Like I said, I laughed. I cried. I had fun. I cheered. That's a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty good experience. It's not bad, is it? I saw it in Cineworld, Basildon to start up as well. So we both graced that same, probably screen six together. Um, Duality. <laughs> exactly, the force blyad we have. I've got so many questions about this which we're going to address, and I know Luke has as well. I've got themes and discussions. I'm still which digesting on, on tangents. it, man. And that's exciting. It's exciting yeah. for me that we haven't just got a film where it's like, right, that was good. Nothing's come out of it. We've got no questions. It didn't bring up any other themes. Well, what do we talk about now? 
we got we got we got episodes and episode worth of content here. And I know you guys out there uh, have your thoughts on it. We'd love to hear what you thought about it. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Were you kind of ambivalent on it? What was your best moments? Did you agree with us on Palpatine, or were you were, were you out there thinking I love Palpatine because there are people out there who dug it and respect to all of you who did. So again, we're not here to tell you that we are right in what we say. It's part of being a film fan. Subjective and nobody's right. So let us know what you thought about it, guys. But sadly, annoyingly, frustratingly, until the next time, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But as you guys know, the fun doesn't end there. Sequel trilogy might have gone, but we're not. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no s at the end that's at star wars session on twitter they can slide into our galactic dms on instagram at star wars sessions that's star wars sessions on instagram or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address which is sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk that's sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions do it yeah uh, we're on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you'll find us there if you love the show please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice head over to podchase as well it's the imdb for podcasts we're on there we look pretty good on there as well uh, so drop us a review on there if you wouldn't mind it helps us out more than you know and as we always say we love hearing from you guys and please tell all of your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell the bloke who used to be a naughty boy who's now a good boy hashtag ben solo tell your cats tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier the nicer. Just tell Babu Frick, hey, uh, this is the <laughs> podcast you're looking for. So until next time, when we've got a lot to say from me, we'll see ya. And from Lukey Boy, may the force be with you always. <laughs>